From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, oh mercy, hold on to your your socks, your shoes, and whatever else you want to hang on to because we're coming in hot today on this extra special edition of WTF Friday. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Unless you've been off the grid in a cave, under a rock, or on some deserted island somewhere uh, over the last 24 hours, uh, everybody knows the big story that happened yesterday. As a matter of fact, about an hour or so after uh, I had finished recording yesterday's uh, episode, the news came across the wire that the Alvin Bragg grand jury in New York voted to indict former President Trump. I thought, okay, here we go. Now things are going to get downright interesting. I even made a couple of videos last night on a couple of the social media platforms I'm on. And, oh man, I, if I, I figured if I gave it enough time, let's see what happens, let's see what's coming in across the wires, so on and so forth. And it's been going absolutely like bullets flying over Baghdad or Kabul. I mean, we've got all kinds of headlines. Trump prosecutors cross perilous Rubicon. Now face test over credibility, consistency, and the clock. Uh, you also have critics of Trump's indictment. It's banana republic time. That's another headline. Uh, and what really... Oh, of course, you've got... Uh, Republicans who are rallying around Trump uh, amid the New York indictment. And this is not just party leaders, and yes, they're there. You've got people like uh, Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. You have a ton of different lawmakers. And all of the declared opponents for Trump for the 2024 nomination have all condemned the case as political persecution. Now, some have even taken a stance of, we're going to somehow intervene. I don't know how that's going to look, but, but it's amazing to me, because now even the Washington Post and the New York Times, which are not exactly what you would call MAGA-friendly, have even uh, blasted uh, this whole indictment. The Washington Post, uh, headline from Just the News. Washington Post blasts Trump indictment as, quote, poor test case for prosecuting a former president, unquote. And the Washington Post, in its, um, in its uh, op-ed, or in its story, has written that the campaign finance charge 
is shaky, quote-unquote. Now, the problem is, I don't think anybody really knows what the charges are that Alvin Bragg, the George Soros bought-and-paid-for slave, they don't even know exactly what the exact charges are. I mean, it's assumed that it has to do with uh, Stormy Daniels and hush money that was paid several years ago. But one of the many reasons why Bragg's case is all kinds of shaky is that the statute of limitations on the case have long since expired. That's one. Number two, other prosecutors absolutely wouldn't touch the case. But somehow, Alvin Bragg, in his demonic mind, thinks he can take what would normally be considered an, a misdemeanor, turn it into a felony. And frankly, the theory, I don't think will hold out, but it's also going to depend on does President Trump get an honest judge? Someone who actually understands that you have to leave the politics out of it. And that's another big one. But there is more, folks. There, there definitely is more. And before we get into it, just definitely want to let you all know that before we get into it, you can always send us uh, email, questions, comments, shout-outs, what have you, to inblackandright at gmail.com, or you can check out our website, inblackandright.net. We have all kinds of links to, uh, to the Trump story. And also the story of... And it's interesting, the timing, too. Yesterday, the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley, was released from federal prison to a halfway house after Tucker Carlson, and God bless him, put forth all of that video to show that the narrative that the Democrats and the mainstream media put up about this guy turned out to be nothing but pure unadulterated bull. And a whole bunch of it. So yes, so in that sense, yes, you've got justice for some justice for Jacob Chansley, but no justice for President Trump. And you better believe, folks, it's going to get really stinking weird from this moment forward. I don't know what the weekend is going to hold, but oh my, oh my. Come next week, it's going to get all kinds of crazy. But yeah, I wanted to start out with just a brief uh, interview that Steve Bannon did with Darren Beatty, the exec, the editor-in-chief of Revolver News. And Mr. Beatty's insights as to the why and the what for about this indictment just continues to reinforce the notion that it's all about going after MAGA and trying to put the kibosh on them, on all of them. So let's take a look here, because I, I want to play this. Now this is Darren Beatty, Editor-in-Chief of Revolver News, on Steve Bannon's War Room just earlier today. 
Um, yes, but I think it's really a symptom of underlying things that have been in the works for a long time. I mean, it's people are saying this is it's certainly outrageous, but it's not surprising. And, and in many ways, it's the inevitable culmination of all of the trends that we've seen set in motion since Trump's historic victory in 2016. I mean, people forget Trump ran against the coordinated opposition of every single powerful institution in the country. And he won. He humiliated them. The regime can't stand for that. They can't stand the fact that he's still around. They can't stand the fact that he's the front runner again to run against and defeat Joe Biden. They can't stand that he continues to lead one of the most powerful movements in American history opposing the corrupt regime, he has to be taken off the chessboard. That has to happen. It was always baked into the cake. The so-called Trump derangement syndrome always had to culminate with the next stage of deplatforming. Taking him off Twitter wasn't enough. Debanking wasn't enough. Blacklisting him in the media wasn't enough. It had to move to the next stage, and that's criminalizing political opposition. And you see it in the most prominent symbolic figure, as Glenn Beck was saying, of the average person who's been demonized and now criminalized by a corrupt and illegitimate regime. Yep, folks. Absolutely. This is nothing more than just the evil, demonized, demonic left, the radicalized left. They want, they want Trump gone, and they are willing to do whatever it takes. I mean, this is Machiavellian logic on steroids. Whatever has to be done to get rid of Trump, and yet, the problem is, you have to really wonder, is he going to deal with a fair judge? And this is just only New York. We have the Fulton County District Attorney down in Georgia, and that case, which is just pretty pathetic. You also have Jack Smith, Merrick Garland's new attack dog, uh, on the special counsel investigation on Trump and uh, on the classified documents, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, and various and sundry other connected issues. So yeah, this is just all kinds of weird, folks. It's just weird. But I definitely have to play this clip from last night. Tucker Carlson having an interview with Glenn Beck, the great Glenn Beck. And I'll tell you, what Glenn Beck was talking about with uh, Tucker was just, oh my goodness. These are things that really need to be taken seriously into consideration. And yes, we've got a full-blown war on. Yes, a full-blown war. This is something I have tried to tell many in the Christian community for the last couple of years. We need to adopt 
a mindset of a war footing, a wartime mentality. Because if what happened in Nashville doesn't prove once and for all that there are people in this country that will do whatever they have to, especially the LGBT trans community or the alphabet folks, they're going to do whatever. I mean, there was also yesterday an attempt by anti-gun zealots to storm the Tennessee State Capitol in Nashville. Thank goodness it failed, uh, with a lot of credit to go to the Tennessee State Troopers, who kept these anti-gun zealots and wackadoodles uh, out of the Capitol building. But I already did my rant yesterday on that, and I might do another one on the Nashville shooting. But sticking with the Trump indictment, this is going to be interesting because I want to play for you guys an interview that Tucker Carlson did last night with Glenn Beck because Glenn Beck brought a whole new perspective to this and a whole new way of thinking because we have to now realize, and especially to my friends in the faith community evangelicals, traditional Catholics, uh, traditional Jewish folks, we need to realize we now have to keep ourselves in a wartime mindset without going uh, crazy, without going bonkers, without lashing out. But I will let definitely Glenn Beck deal with that one and and believe me, I think he really should be listened to because it's not just the Trump indictment. That's just one piece of the puzzle. And Beck does, an, a, a, I think, probably the best job of anybody in, in, type, in some type of his analysis. So here's Glenn Beck last night on Tucker Carlson's uh, program. How, how you. would you interpret this? Well, it's true. So let me, I, I've got a couple of things here for you. Um, let me just go through. I'm going to bring, a, I think, a different perspective to this. We have the banking crisis. They say it's fine. It's just beginning. We, um, yesterday, we had the Saudis and uh, Brazil and um, uh, China enter a deal to where the petrodollar is over. Brazil and China are going to cha uh, trade in their own currency that's the beginning of the end of our currency. That means a dollar collapse. That yes. means we become Venezuela. We will have war with China. We will have war with Russia and Iran. Uh, we have the restrict bill. We have social media and our NSA and everybody else in bed with each other, silencing people. We, of course, have the raccoon dogs, which we all know is bullcrap. Um, and now this week we have a new uh, gun grab that they're trying to do. Um, Biden and his family taking money from the Chinese. What do you think this Donald Trump thing is really all about? The American, the America that we knew, the fundamental transformation that started in 2008 is finished. We are no longer viewed as a superpower. We are now a, an elderly, well, we're Joe Biden just walking into the twilight. What this is all about, I believe, 
is trying to inflame this country. Is in They've wanted violence from the right from the beginning. They can't wait it. They need it. Because if we strike out, look at January 6th, the day they're letting the shaman out of prison because it was all trumped up. Thank you, Dr. Carlson, for uh, revealing this. The day they're letting him out, they do this to Donald Trump. They want you to strike out. Why? Because then they can close the cage. I'm going to make another prediction for you, uh, Tucker. You said I got it right. Well, everything I've been talking about since 08, this is the time. I'm going to make a prediction. By 2025, we are going to be at war. We are going to have a new dollar, a currency that probably is coming from the central bank. We'll have a currency collapse, uh, and we will live in a virtual police state. I know that might sound crazy to a lot of people. It's not far off. The, the Bill of Rights is gone. Nobody is paying attention. Where are the Republicans? Where are the decent Democrats that can see this is, this is insanity? Donald Trump, the reason why this is going to help Donald Trump and that's why I don't think they're doing it so he can't run. They're doing it because they want people to strike out. Please turn to God, repent, pray for our country, pray for peace. Put on the full armor of God. But here's what's really what they miss. Donald Trump is not even a person anymore. He is a symbol. He is a symbol of the average everyday guy that keeps getting screwed every single time, watches other people screw up big banks, screw up their companies, and get away with it. He's, they see people all the time doing stuff that they know if they did, they'd be in prison for 20 years. But because they're not part of the elite, they get away with it. Donald Trump has taken arrow after arrow, and that's why this is the way the average American feels tonight. I hope that there's a few Republic or Democrats out there, but this guy has been taking the bullets for the average person now for years, and people on the right feel like he's the only guy that really gets what the people are feeling, and it's uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well uh, for the Democrats in the next election. It's just not. I don't know if Donald Trump is the winner or not, but I will tell you this. You're not going to stop a hundred million people. This country is in shambles. And there's going to be a hundred million people that will walk on broken glass and through fire to vote for someone other than this corrupt banana republic administration. Okay, boys and girls. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> now, of all the people throughout the last 24 hours of the news cycle, Glenn Beck is the one who I believe has made the most sense. And he never even considered excluding the spiritual component because the indictment of Donald Trump 
And I've said this to people throughout the country, some of my close friends who have asked for uh, my insight and analysis personally. I say, this, what Glenn Beck said, he absolutely included the spiritual component. It cannot be ignored. It cannot be dismissed. Because this is not just an indictment. This is so far beyond political, I can't even think of why anybody, especially maybe a ministry leader, a pastor, or maybe just someone who just goes to church on Sunday, can think that this is just only political. It's not. It's nowhere close. Holy cow, people. This is absolutely so far beyond the political, and yet, how many pastors are going to actually, from their pulpits, as we're going into the Easter season, I mean, Palm Sunday is just a couple days away, Holy Week after that, but this has to be addressed, not just in the political world, but it has to be addressed in the spiritual ex, ex, spiritual sense as well. We are in spiritual warfare. There are very evil, demonized people who are, just like Glenn Beck said, they want patriots. They want Trump supporters. They want America first. They want all these folks to lash out in anger. But if you do, you play right into the enemy's hands. And that's exactly why Glenn Beck said to repent, to pray, pray for peace, call upon God, because that is now even more so a clarion call by God to his people to say, hey, hold up. We got things we got to do. And it means for people who've just simply been content to sit on their blessed assurance on Sunday mornings in a lot of churches around the country, it means you have now been called out by God himself. What are you going to do to help save this country? What are you going to do to get involved and stand up for righteousness because the unrighteous are absolutely going to town and they're using Trump to do it, but it's, it's an attack against patriots, conservatives, Christians, traditional Catholics, Trump supporters. I mean, the list goes on. Whatever category you fall into, if you're not in sync and okay with the just evil. I mean, and yes, I'm going to call it evil. Because if leaders, Christian leaders, cannot call evil for what it is and just confront it, we might as well just close up shop. You know, why are we going to church on Sunday if we can't call evil exactly what it is? And yes, this is going to be Spiritual warfare is going to be psychological warfare. 
they're going to look for any kind of an excuse to take anyone of faith, anyone who will stand up and support Trump, who will support the country. They want to take you out and put you through a meat grinder and then a wood chipper. And we cannot fall into that kind of a trap. We can't. We cannot let our emotions, we can't, and yes, I understand the why. I get it. I mean, I'm having my own troubles. I'm having all kinds of things happen to me, you know, that I, it, that are nothing short of spiritual warfare. And some days, it's very, it's very overwhelming. I mean, it just, what happened in Nashville, my heart broke, my heart bled when I heard that these three nine-year-old girls were shot by this deranged and evil shooter. Whether the shooter was trans or non-trans, it's completely irrelevant. But to somehow take this trans, LGBT, whatever argument and use it as some type of an excuse to go off on people of faith? No. Sorry. Not into it. And it just blows my mind. We've still... Anybody who really thinks they know what's going to happen with this Trump indictment or what's going in New York or what's going on down in Fulton County, down in Atlanta, or Jack Smith the special counsel, uh, Merrick Garland's atta newest attack dog. Nobody really knows. Nobody. And if they say they do, I would severely look at them like, okay, you're either lying or you are delusional. Because we don't know. The only thing that I know, just as me personally, it's time to step up step up. And for people in churches and pastors, other ministry leaders, it's time for y'all to step up too. Because this is not about politics. It is so far beyond politics. And anybody who thinks it is, obviously is not paying attention. Because what happens to us, the people of God, Christians, conservatives, patriots. What happens to us means it's going to happen everywhere. I mean, Glenn Beck said it. The fundamental transformation of America that started with Barack Obama in 2008 has come to practically its end. And what's going on with President Trump is that the left, the radical left, the lawless left, those who believe that, you know, the ends justify the means, which is like Machiavelli on steroids, they want to do whatever they want, and they want to put a target on us. They want to shut people up. If you're not with the whole radical leftist agenda, you need to not only be silenced, you need to be probably either jailed or killed. And there are people who think that. I mean, my goodness. 
I told the story yesterday. The chief spokesperson for racist Kerry Hobbs, the, the illegitimate governor of Arizona, had to resign because of a stupid tweet saying that all transphobes should be killed. And I take them at their word. This is not just, oh, this was a joke. And No, you're calling for the death of people who don't go along with the alphabet agenda. These are dangerous people. They are in government. They are in positions of authority on the local level, on the state level, and on the federal level. So, and I think Glenn Beck said it again, brilliantly, that Trump is not just a person, he is a symbol to tens of millions of Americans. I have talked to all kinds of people all across the country. They can't wait. It, that's like, it's not fast enough for Trump to get back into office and to restore and try to fix the mess that Joe Biden has caused. Now, the woke folks, and even the woke Christians especially, I have a message for you. You have been declared war upon. Because I had to deal with y'all back in 2020, coming up with this foolish, quote-unquote, morality. And yet, if you want to call Joe Biden moral, after what we know about his family, all the things that have compromised him, compromised Hunter, compromised his brother James, and you still want to go with, well, I don't like Trump, and he's just, you know, I said, okay, at that point, you, if you're going to talk to somebody who has that type of attitude, you just need to just walk away. Because if you, you cannot reason with the unreasonable. You just can't. Because if these people are still living in some progressive utopian uh, dream world, then, sorry folks, the, the, you can't deal with these folks. And yet... Net, and from this moment forward, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Trump is actually going to be letting them know when he's going to come and surrender. They want the perp walk. They want him in handcuffs. And all that's going to do, and I mentioned it yesterday, the old Star Wars where Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader are on the Death Star... And Obi-Wan says to Vader, if you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. And this is going to help Trump because it's going to rally the tens of millions of Americans who are sick of this crap. And I, I love Glenn Beck. He just cut right to the chase. These are people who have been perpetually screwed over who have been maligned, that have been demonized, everything. And they're tired of it. They're tired of getting the short end of the stick. They're tired of getting screwed. And, oh yeah, 
I mean, I'm praying that there's no violence. I really don't want patriots going out there and giving these evil leftist bastards a reason to go full-blown, just Gestapo, KGB, whatever, on them and on their families and everything. Because you've already got a weaponized FBI. You've already have a weaponized Department of Injustice. I mean, it, I mean it's, it's, they're expanding the category. And I talked about it yesterday. If you're a parent who objects to your school board, you're a domestic terrorist. I mean, they're throwing the term around with so cavalier, cavalierly that if you're maybe a traditional Catholic, you practice the Latin Mass, you silently pray the rosary over an abortion clinic, and Mark Houck, that's your poster boy. This is the guy you need to look at and learn from what he went through. Catholic and pro-life activists has the FBI in full tactical gear, busting down his door, scaring the hell out of his wife, traumatizing his kids, all seven of them, and who's next? I mean, are we going to have more problems? Are we going to have churches being looked at by the government and what pastors preach? I mean, this is not a major stretch. It's not. It's totally not a major stretch of what's gonna, what could possibly happen. Absolutely not. But now that we're just in this early phase of Trump's indictment, now it's the time to pay attention if you haven't before. I mean, really pay attention. Get involved. Yes, it might be becoming a precinct committee person, getting involved with your local uh, GOP, whatever it takes. But sitting on your blessed assurance, folks, is no longer an option. Because if you do, you cannot complain about what happens from this moment forward if it gets real crazy real fast. You just don't have the moral authority. It's time to step up and say something. Do something. Because if, you, if we do not, if we, we, if we ignore the clarion call of God to step up and be involved and make our voices heard, then we have no right to complain. We have no right. We have to. Because it's not just the country. It's going to be future generations. Your kids, your grandkids, because they're going to be nothing more than pawns and whatever else they need to be, and they're going to get squashed. They're going to be nothing more than wards of the state. They are going to have to be nothing more than if you don't get with the program, we're going to squash you like a bug. We will silence you. I mean, Glenn Beck did the list. And holy cow, I have done everything I possibly can. And I'm still, and I, even talking to a friend of mine, 
He says, man, you are definitely a voice crying out in the wilderness. I said, well, I never would put myself in the same class as John the Baptist, but I'm getting more and more uh, acquiring the ability to relate more and more to John the Baptist and what he did. And, oh my gosh, my heart goes out, but my goal is to be faithful to the call that God has put on my life. Not just a watchman on the wall trying to warn people of the craziness that's to happen, but yeah, I might, I am to call to be a voice. Maybe a voice in the wilderness, but whatever it is, I cannot and I must not stay silent. And if that means I keep running into people who just don't get it, okay. I'm just going, I'm able to sleep at night knowing that my conscience is clear and I've been faithful to what I've been called to. And wow, just wow. I am so blown away with so much I'm seeing and not seeing and hearing and not hearing. But I still am going to be responsible for what I need to do to tell people, say, to say, hey, wake up, folks. It's definitely time to step up and save the country. Not saving Trump per se, but what he represents. He loves the country. He'll stand up for the forgotten people. Ask the folks who live in East Palestine, Ohio, what they think of Trump. He didn't forget him. He came. He was welcomed with a lot of love and open arms. Signs saying, thank you, Donald Trump. And he brought a caravan of semi-trucks loaded with water and other supplies to let the people of East Palestine know and all the surrounding areas they have not been forgotten. That's why Trump is the man that he is. He hasn't forgotten the common man. And that's what's going to propel him back into the White House and every single leftist, Democrat, media personality, uh, at least the mainstream media personalities, they know. And that's what scares the hell out of them. Because Trump gets back into office, the deep state is toast. The administrative state, I mean, break out the butter and the jam because they are toast. And, and they know, the American people know, the, the, the patriots know, the hardworking people know that if Trump's going to make a promise, he's going to keep it because he did it before. He has credibility. He has a ton of credibility. I mean, this is the same, and, and I just, the woke Christians just really got on my nerves. I said, wait a minute. He promised to move the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, and he did it, and it only cost him, and it only cost half a million dollars. Not billions of dollars and a whole lot of years, but half a million dollars and just a few short months. And the Israelis were more than happy to help. 
Bibi's government? Absolutely. Now, yeah, there's problems right now in Israel, and they're going after Netanyahu, but here in America, we need to get it together, folks. We need to. Because I don't see any of the crises that we're facing. The bank crisis, the Ukraine crisis, um, the, the systematic uh, dismantling of the petrodollar, making the U.S. dollar no longer the prime reserve currency for trade, which means we fall apart. We have an economic collapse because our currency collapses. And the things that, if you haven't listened to uh, Tucker Carlson's interview with Glenn Beck, find it on YouTube. Find it and play it again and again. Share it with people you know. Because I think Beck is more on target than most people realize. And frankly, I think he's more on target than even he realizes. But he understands that without divine intervention, we're toast. So yes, I'm going to continue to rant about this. I'm still going to do what I'm supposed to do for the faith community uh, because if we don't, it just kind of out of sight, out of mind, and say, oh, well, I'm afraid of the government. Well, then, to my brothers and sisters in Christ, here's a question for you. What are you more afraid of? The government and what it can do to you? Or one day having to go before Jesus and him asking you, what did you do to expand my kingdom? That is the question that scares me the most. Whatever the government does, I could care less. I really could care less. Because if they want to kill me, if they want to try to silence me, heck, I've almost died twice in the last five years. So really, I don't have much in the way of fear of man. But this is an individual decision that you as someone who names the name of Jesus, has to make for yourself. But I will encourage, I will stand with you, if you've got the courage, if you have the moral courage, to do what is right, and stand up for what is right, I will back y'all anytime, anywhere. And with that, my friends, I'm going to call it a day. But next week, next Monday, as a matter of fact, we'll be in Black and White's 200th episode. 200 episodes. I didn't even think we were that close until I looked the other day. So yes, on Monday, we'll be in Black and White's 200th episode. And I'm also happy to announce that our listenership internationally has expanded. We've added a brand new country uh, to our list. We had eight, but now we're at number nine. And the ninth country that has joined is Iran. Iran. I thought, whoa, we've got the Iranians listening? Crazy, folks. Uh, it might not be a huge number, but God bless those people who have downloaded episodes 
because one of the one of the things that could easily happen, we could easily be at war with Iran, and Iran is already going through an awful lot itself. Uh, folks, the underground church of Iran, uh, people embracing Christianity, who are going against the mullahs, standing up against the tyranny of the Iranian regime. So, wow, thank you to the people of Iran. I will be praying for you. I will definitely be doing that because you guys need a move of God just like the United States. And, of course, as always, uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Truth Social, Parlor, and Getter. Yes, we're, we are looking to expand and we are not slowing down for anything. And with that, my friends, have yourself a great weekend. Have a good time. You know, if you're going to church on Sunday for Palm Sunday, God bless you. Pray. Pray for our nation. Pray for President Trump. Pray for peace. Not just in Jerusalem, but all over the streets of America because we need it now more than ever. And thank you so much for listening to this extra special edition of WTF Friday. Have yourself a great weekend. God bless you guys. Take care of yourselves. And always remember that patriots still come in all colors. <laughs>